I'm Brent Ruff. And I'm Josh Tafke. And this is the Hunt Trap Fish Podcast. Today, we sat down with Chuck Gooding. Chuck is a single-season Grand Slam holder a couple years ago after he's had two kidney transplants and just recently completed his World Slam. And we talked everything turkeys, obviously, and another Stump Tafke episode. And he made me kind of look like a bit of a fool. Just because he's not brushed up on his U.S. history. But anyway, without further ado, please give it up for our friend Chuck Gooding. Yeah, that was definitely him. I still haven't got to meet your mom and dad or your brother. We'll get there, Tyfke. Is this the guy I put the questions together for? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, that's the guy. Yeah, he likes to make me look stupid. I try to make you look stupid. It didn't work last time. He made me look kind of dumb, actually. Dude, the, the ferret one, that's not even fair. You had no way of knowing I had ferrets at my uncle's welding shop. What was the question? What four-legged animal did, was it other than dogs, did they historically use to hunt rabbits? The The question was, yeah, what other four-legged critter besides dogs that they used to hunt rabbits or something. Yeah, something like that. He, yeah, he, got no the, idea. he got the horse and then ferret, and before he even got hawk or eagle out of his mouth, I'm like, it's a ferret. No, kid, I didn't know that. They used to call them pocket beagles. Keep it in your pocket. When the dog can't get in, you let that go. It chases it down the hole. Pocket beagle. I'd be down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. It's not legal to hunt them with ferrets anymore, I'm pretty positive. I thought that was more like a European thing anyway. Uh, Chuck, if you want to go ahead and you can actually you can pull, twist, whatever you want to do to that microphone to get it about, oh, good, six, seven inches from your face. Yep, that's probably about good, good there. You want to give me a quick 10 count real quick? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, That's 8, perfect. 9, 10. Perfect. Cool. So, Mr. Chuck Gooding. So, those of you who don't know who Chuck is, Chuck is a – you've had one or two kidney transplants. I've had two kidney transplants. It's amazing. And he – shortly after that right went out and you got your single season grand slam yep so for turkeys there is when you want to lay out the slams for everybody because i feel like i kind of screw this up every time well there's a grand slam which is an eastern rio grand uh now you threw me off an eastern (laughs) an eastern a rio grande miriams and an osceola out of florida there you go and then there's a Royal Slam, which is those four, plus a ghoul's turkey, which is generally you take it out of Mexico. They've got them in Arizona, but Arizona's got a draw. And I've been in the draw for six years now and haven't gotten drawn. And so when you get the golds, then you've got a Royal Slam. And then to get a World Slam, you get the Eastern, the Osceola, the Miriams, the Rio Grande, the Goulds, and you go to Mexico, and Mexico's the only place you can get this. You go down and get an oscillated turkey, and that's a World Slam, and that's... All the turkeys are on the world, six species. So what what is a super slam? Because I always throw that in there, and that's when everybody's... Okay, well, there are a couple other slams that are relatively new. There's a super slam that is one turkey out of each state in the United States except for Alaska. Okay. That's a super slam. And then there's a Canadian slam that you go to Canada, and you get a... uh, a Miriam's, and I believe it's an Eastern. And then there's also a Mexican slam, which you go to Mexico and you get an oscillated, a Gould's, and a Rio Grande. And that's a Mexican slam. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, those last couple are relatively new. I think when people got to where uh, they were getting world slams, then it was, okay, what are we going to do next? And that's where they got the two from the country and the uh, United, all the, all the states in America. You can you can pull that microphone out a little. Bit. That way you Same. can you could face us a little better. You want to help him, Typey? Just yank it. Which you know one? what I mean? Yeah. Oh, how, how far out? Do you That's fine. Okay. Yeah, just get it wherever you're comfortable. Angle it down a little bit so it picks it up. Yeah, perfect. Cool. Yeah. So I, I had I had no idea there was that many slams. Uh-huh. Sounds kind of like people got a little bored with the traditional. Wanted to keep hunting turkeys, didn't yes. have any goals to go for. That's exactly what happened. And and they come out with the uh, the super slam. Well, I'm 69 years old. I can kiss that one goodbye. That <laughs> you know, I've got about eight states just through the course of it. But you know, I'm not going to live long enough for the rest of it. But uh, I I think seriously about going for my Mexican slam because I only need a Rio Grande down there. And I think about the Canadian one. Uh, the only problem is Canada's so cold in the spring that. It doesn't appeal to me, but, you know, and I may be done. I've got my world slam now. And I really, when I first started turkey hunting, I never set out to do that. I mean, I just started turkey and the first first bird I shot, or the first eastern I shot, we didn't weigh it. We didn't measure the bird. We didn't measure the spurs. We didn't do anything. We took it home, cleaned it, and ate it. And I took the tail up to have it mounted. That was it. Now, you, you got into turkey hunting kind of late. Too. I did, yeah. Uh, first time I went was 2000, uh, right around there. I went to Missouri with my, uh, wasn't my son-in-law then. It was kind of a, well, let's get to know this kid who was chasing my daughter. And uh, had a great time. He got a bird the first morning. I didn't get one at all. I uh, missed one at about 10 yards, but didn't get one. <laughs> and then we came home and we didn't, I didn't turkey hunt then again until uh, 2013. And then we went wow. and, and uh, uh, went out to Nebraska. We took another trip out to Nebraska. I got two Miriams, came home, and, and uh, he called in a nice Eastern for me from about 500 yards. And, and that's when it really took off for me. By the next year, I was calling to my own birds. And, you yeah, know. you're big time into the calls, right? You yeah. got a pretty yeah. good collection of box calls? Yeah. I, uh, I bought two in a, an auction, a charity auction last week. And then I bought another one from the National Wild Turkey Federation. They had the, from the annual convention, they had an auction. I bought one there. So, yeah, but I don't buy very many anymore. I must have, oh, I don't know, maybe 40. And, yeah. and I don't, I don't buy many anymore. I've only got two call makers really that I buy from now. I mean, do you use oh, yeah. all of them? Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, I don't use all of them every time I go, but I'll go through and pick out. Uh, generally, what I'll do like this year is is I, I, I bought two last year, so I use those two this year. And and I've always got one from a call maker named Marlon Watkins over in Ohio. And I've always got one box, was, was the first box actually I ever bought from him. And I always take that box along. And I'll use anything new I've got just to try it, see if I like it, see how it works. And almost without fail, not because these calls aren't good, because the calls out of the two guys, uh, Marlon Watkins out of Ohio and Tim Bullock out of North Carolina, are they're two of the top call makers in the country, and their calls are incredible. Uh, Tim just got named Call Maker of the Year by the National Wild uh, Turkey Federation and won a couple other awards uh, at the annual convention this year. So you know he's good. Marlon's won all his awards in the past. He doesn't enter the contest anymore. So they're they're pretty good pretty good call makers and just tremendous calls. But I've got the first one I bought from Marlon is just such a good call for me. There's something about the call and the way I work at that. 
I end up getting a call from them or getting turkey with that box call from Marlin every year. Do you, so do you use one box call, say, for all the all five subspecies? You could use it for all five. Or six, whatever. Yeah, no, you could use it for all five. Um, you don't use it for the oscillated. Well, oscillated is different. How? I, I'd rather not say right now. Oh, <laughs> but that's a stump type yeah, question. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. Sure. We're definitely playing later. All right. But it will be, it will be brought up later. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, like Miriams and stuff, uh, and Rios. All I mean, they're all pretty much the same as an mm-hmm. Eastern. Yep, they're they're all the same. They've got little different quirks. You know, they've all got a little bit different quirk, but but basically they're all the same. Yep. Tyfke, do me a favor. Grab that microphone and go like this. Like, just carefully. Yeah, left. Yep, perfect. Yep. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That just, it, it, there was a slight echo. That and might he, be because we're in a tiny little room, Brent. No, it was just when they turn it in the head. Um, so the, uh, you, you said when you, when you shot your, your single season Grand Slam, it wasn't just those four turkeys, though. You shot quite a few Easterns that season, too, right? Because you were just like taking trip after trip, and that it was fun to follow you on social oh, media. That year. you know, I did. I got my single season Grand Slam, and then I got a bird in Michigan and a bird in Indiana. One of those two, well, actually, those two were extra. And that was the year I went out to New York. Okay. And went out to Upper New York State and hunted under the Great Lakes area with a, with a guy out there and got a bird out there. So yeah, so that year I must have got four, five, six birds. Eating good. Wow, it's a lot of birds for me. You know, I mean, there's guys that. They get six birds and they're just getting started. You know, they'll they'll hit 10, 15 states. Uh, that's I'm not that hard uh, well, in order to do it. There's know? some states where you can just pick up multiple birds, and like, there are that too. Yeah, there's there's a couple. I want to say Tennessee, but I may be wrong. One of the southern states, I think you can get like six birds. You know, that's just crazy. You can buy multiple tags in Michigan in the fall still, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Do you know anything about the Michigan tag situation this year? Because I've heard rumors that everybody's worried about them selling out quickly as soon as the leftovers go out. I'm not. They open on the 24th. I'm trying not to because I don't remember that ever being a problem. But So you, there's different units, and you can get one that's private land only that covers right. like the whole lower, and there's 50,000 of those mm-hmm. tags. Right. You're good. Right. And that's what I, I put in for the draw every year. Just because I'm me, and I think you start putting in for the draw either 1st of January or 1st of February, and boy, I get up that morning, boom, I put in for the draw. And I always get drawn, and there's always 48,000 tags left over, whatever, you know, but I always feel good about, okay, I've got my tag. I don't have to worry about it. And I, I don't know why. It, it, it For some reason, it gives me a little bit of a, okay, turkey season's about here. I put in for the draw. You know, I probably wouldn't have to, but I do. They closed the draw early this year. It was, I thought so, yeah. yeah. Oh, did they? January 1st to February 1st was the draw. I mean, that, that, that was when you seemed, had to put in between. That seemed early to me. I, I don't know. I don't know what it ever was before because I was put in the first day. I guess I never but, paid attention, but it just it, my brother was just like, you know, hope you put in for your turkey draw. I'm like, well, I wasn't going to anyway, but damn, it seems a little Yeah, I got early. drawn, and I did see. I got on the site because I was gone last week. When I got home, uh, right away I got on and bought my – Bought my license, 
And I did see it said something about leftover tags are available. So I don't know if they open up sales on. Not that. yet. I think it's for the people that that put in and didn't draw. Oh, it didn't get drawn. Right. I don't know how that works. If you put it in and don't draw, but they have leftover tags, that makes well, no for, sense. Well, like last year, I put in for up at Lake County, and I didn't draw. So you put in for a specific. I didn't draw county. for I, right. I didn't. I, well, that unit or whatever, but I didn't draw for that unit. So. Oh, you because you put it in for the draw, you could buy a ticket or buy a license for somewhere else in the state. For I that. thought, if I remember correctly, that's how okay. that worked. So, yeah, I I'm, was reading up on that a little bit. Yeah, you guys are allowed to buy if you have your base license and you put in for the draw. You're allowed to buy as soon as they draw, but then everybody else has to wait until I think March 24th. Yeah, I think it's. I have a reminder on my phone. Me and my brother were just talking about it because he scared the hell out of me because he sent me a text <laughs> and he's like. Hey, just a reminder, leftover turkey tags went on sale this morning. Make sure you grab them. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So I get on my phone. I start going through it, and it says unavailable. Like I wasn't able to put it in my cart, which usually means they're sold out. Or they're just not on sale yet. Right. And I right. was like, what the hell? And I started thinking about it. I'm like, I set a reminder on my phone. Like I, I would have definitely known about this. <clears throat> and I... And I looked, and I'm like, okay. So my reminder, my phone was for the 21st or 22nd. So I think it was the the whoever didn't draw or whatever, but scared the shit right mm-hmm. out of me. I have a feeling I was going somewhere else with that, and I got sidetracked. But I mean, you still call them in. You just can't shoot them. You get all the thrill, none of the reward. Ah man, it is fun. It, it's turkey hunting has gotten to be like honestly my favorite. It really is. I mean, deer hunting. Mm. A lot you should of go on a snow goose hunt. I know. Yeah, I've heard they're pretty good. I just got back yesterday. Did you from Canada? No, from Missouri. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've got a friend guides for him out in New York State for snows and Canadians, and man, he'll send pictures, and it's just the whole sky is black with them. Oh yeah, and we wound up getting into like the worst possible weather. I went down on Thursday, and we had an ice storm. It was negative four when <sighs> I showed up. So the first two days we hunted were just junk. Like we got one volley each day for the group of guys, and the guide was apologizing. I, I I can't say enough about the guide. He did absolutely amazing. He did everything he could in his power. Did to get you those shoot better in. on the goose hunt than you did the rabbit hunt? You embarrassed yourself in front of Kevin Murphy. <laughs> I didn't shoot bad on the rabbit hunt. I hit every rabbit. It was I shot it was at. the shells you were using though, right? Yeah, isn't using, that what they were giving you shit about? I was using eights. They're like, why are you using eights? Like, well, they're they're high brass. <laughs> DJ said seven and a halfs were fine, so I went with eights that were high brass because that's all I could freaking find. Yeah, they're not fine. They're definitely not fine. What did Kevin Murphy tell DJ to tell you before you left for your goose hunt? I, I believe he said to buy more shells. <laughs> did you run out? Oh, no, not even close. Oh, no. No, I had a case, and I might have shot a box. We didn't – the last day was a really good hunt, but we didn't have wind in the morning, so it was hard to get the birds to decoy Mm -hmm. because the socks got to be moving. And, like, by the time we got to the evening, we had three or four really good volleys come in, and we could shoot at them. But, again, like an hour before dark, we lost our wind, and they just – they wouldn't come within 100 yards. That's all right. Shells are gold. You know, sit there another year. I'm not mad about it. Mm -mm. DJ bought like two and a half cases to take down. So we were all laughing. As soon as the guide heard that, he's like, oh, Lord, that's a jinx. Like, (laughs) 
don't don't you put that evil on me. Mm-hmm. I want to shoot some birds. I know what I was getting at earlier. Um, the DNR. For sim- kudos to them for simplifying the tag situation online. Do you did you always go to the gas station or something to get yours? I had uh, just um, be, being out of state. I, don't, I, I had a bait shop. I used to go to all the time. Okay, and, and they always carried them. And uh, but did you just go in and be like, I want a mm-hmm. out of state turkey tag for whatever Cass County, Barron County? Need, I need a non resident. Uh, Non-resident turkey tag for, I want to say it's section ZZ. ZZ is like everything below the rifle line in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. And they they cha- I feel like they changed that up slightly here in the last couple of years with the zones. Well, there's there's ZZ, there's ZF. One of those one of those slightly changed, I thought. But I looked this year and ZZ is, as they showed it in the book, it was literally the rifle line up in Allegan where it goes across like the shotgun and straight brass only zone. ZZ, I think, has always been the same. Yes, that's that's the one that I, I know that is below rifle line. I don't know about the other ones. Anyway, I just uh, – it's just – I always buy my stuff online just because it's easier mm-hmm. I, for everything else anyway. It's just around here, I mean, I don't know. I'm not originally from this part of the county, so where I was, it was just more of a pain in the ass to go to a gas station and they don't know what you're talking about or to find somebody to help you at Walmart and then let alone if they knew what they were doing. So, you know, I did everything online and the turkey license when I first started hunting was really kind of complicated trying to figure out. Not 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 complicated. It was just a pain in the ass because you had to remember mm-hmm. what zone, what hunt, and it, and the hunts used to be split up a lot differently too. It used to be like a week at a time, right? Yeah, they had three different hunts. Mm-hmm. So you'd have like you would draw for the first week, and it would suck because it opened on like a Monday. Remember, mm-hmm. opening day would be like Monday, and then the last day would be Sunday, and then you'd have the second season, then the third season, then you'd have the I think it was the fourth season, right? Or or was it the third season that was the entire month of May? I don't remember. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, it was just a pain in the ass. And then Last year, they stretched it into June. Mm-hmm. They opened that season. That was a weird long last year. It, it was weird. It was a whole separate season, I thought. It was like if you got the any of the seasons, I feel like, and then you, if you didn't fill your tag, you could have gone back out like in the middle of June for like a week. No, oh, it I didn't was know like that. the whole month. I, I, was it? The whole month of June? It, yeah, they, they really? had like a month at the end where if you hadn't shot a turkey and you had a tag, they're like, hey, go ahead and give it another shot. I didn't know that. Oh, I, I meant to do a little bit of research into that because I thought that was strange. Like, why? That was my understanding of it. I didn't I didn't do a whole bunch of research into it, but that's kind of how it was explained to me. My brother had a turkey tag last year, and that's what he was saying. So, I don't know. I just, I mean, if there's too many damn turkeys running around, I don't see that being a problem for anybody. Right, you know? and I mean, it's Tom's only, so it's not like you're going to mm-hmm. shoot a pregnant hen or anything and hurt the clutches. Yeah, I, it, was just, it was just odd, and they've never done that before. But Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I knew it went into the first week of June, but I didn't know it went the whole month. I think you could get a tag that covered the entire season, are, too. Are you sure it went the whole month? I thought it was just a couple, like a week in June. It might have been only a week. Somebody was telling me it was a whole month, but I didn't. I didn't look into last year's season. Either way, strange, right? Yeah, I know the ZZ goes from April twenty first to May thirty first, so that covers just about the whole season too. Okay, I don't like hunting in May. Why? I don't like it if it gets hot on me. It gets hot and it just seems like 
I don't know, because I mean, they're already starting gobbling and chasing. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like by May, they're just kind of winding down. The hens are sitting on the nests. Toms are kind of getting, I don't know, out of the zone, I guess. Spot and stalk. Yeah. Chase them down. Yeah, spot and stalking's a little tougher in May, too, when you can't see shit. Oh, yeah. Foliage on the trees. Because, I mean, turkey season's cool. Because by opening day, the woods will look, you know, almost bare. And by, you know, by the end of that first week, it's You get to watch everything blossom Mm -hmm. and come out. Yeah, that that last week in April there is pretty cool. The place I hunt in Michigan by the last week of April, and he's got water on it, too. I'm sitting there watching wood ducks looking for nesting spots in the trees. Oh, man. You know, and all kinds of stuff. He's got uh, pileated woodpeckers in the woods looking for trees or looking for nests. And, you know, it, it is neat. There's all that stuff is just starting to breed and starting to look for look for homes and stuff. That's one of my favorite things about hunting turkeys in, in general is just uh, watching the progression throughout the day. You know, in, in the morning, everything's kind of waking up. And then you kind of get that midday... Not a lull, but it starts to die down a little bit, and then the after it's just it's just cool. But that's the other thing about turkey hunting that can be. Uh, oh, thank you, Tyfke. Uh, he had to fix my mouse for me. Try to be helpful sometimes. The other thing about turkey hunting, you know, deer hunting, you got basically the opposite. If, if you want to do the minimum, you know, two hundred or two hundred two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. Crepuscular animals, right? And turkeys, it's all damn day, mm-hmm. so it's they. Some long sits, man. But if you're running and gunning, it's not so bad. See, I sit. But I'll sit for a while, and then I'll take a little snooze up against a tree. And, well, yeah. And I love that. When I, when, just, I guess when I say running and gunning, I should rephrase it. Because what I really mean is you're just you're not in a blind. Yeah. You're just leaned up against a tree or whatever. So you can mm-hmm. get up, stretch, lay down, whatever yeah. you need to do. You know, there's you're not wrong. There's nothing better than a nap in the woods. You got that midday sun coming up and just hitting you through the leaves on the trees. Yep. Sleeping up against the brace of a tree. That's the best sleep you'll ever get. It's mm-hmm. nice. And that turkey walks right by and you're snoozing. Aside from maybe in a, a goose blind when the guide wakes you up because you're snoring too loud. You? No. Never. <laughs> I went out to Maryland when you're goose hunting and the second night. We hunted the first day, then we went out drinking. And and we were in pit blinds. Yeah. And the next day I, I, I must have got a case of the flu because I was awfully sick. <laughs> and I spent the Brown majority, bottle majority of the day laying on the bench in the blind, and they'd say, birds, and I'd sit up, and, and they'd open up the top of the blind, and I'd get up and shoot and lay right back down again. Oh, it was miserable. <laughs> it was the most miserable hunt I'd ever been on. It was fun. So so you've you've done the grand, you've done the world slam. I mean, there's, yep. so as far as turkey goes, there's not, I mean, besides like your Mexican slam and blah, 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 what you're considering, but like, have you ever thought about going back out with a bow? No. Trying it again? Have absolutely no interest in, in bow hunting turkeys. I see too many guys or hear hear about too many guys that wing a bird or hurt a bird and the bird runs off. The first year I was down in Florida, uh, the guy had a guy out and the guy was had got a bird with a shotgun there the last time. And oh, this time he wanted to get one with a with a bow. And he went out and he winged one. And they saw it go down. The guide was sure it went down, and they hunted the whole day, never found the bird. So that bird's out there dying somewhere slow. And that just just irritates the hell out of me. I don't care if somebody else wants to do it. That's their business. I'm not going to do it. You know, it's 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 a little bit to me like I, I had birds two years ago in the freezer and kind of forgot about them. And when I had to get them, they were freezer burnt. 
and ended up throwing Ooh. away. That's just a cardinal sin to me. It's just like, Ooh. oh, you dumbass. Why, why bother hunting if you're, if you're not going to? So now I don't freeze my birds. I take them home, and in the first week, I either eat them or make something and give it to one of my sisters to try, to try wild turkey. Yeah. So. Do you keep the legs, too, or just the breast? Oh, no. With the first year or two we hunted, all we took was a breast. And then I got talking to, uh, I was still working then. And I got talking to one of my retailers who hunted turkeys, got talking to his wife. And she said, oh, I do this and this and this with the legs. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, you got to cook them in the crock pot all yep. day and then pull the tendons out. So I've got a recipe. It's called wild, wild rice and wild goose. Okay. And it's got, you make a cream sauce. And then you take a box of Uncle Ben's wild rice, and I take a, it's one one leg and one thigh, and I put it in a crock pot overnight with a couple of bay leaves, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. Then I just peel the meat off there, mix it all together, and make like a casserole. Yeah. Oh my God, I'd rather eat that than the breast now. Oh man, that that's a sin. My guide was from Wisconsin. If you call that a casserole, mm-mm, that's wrong. That's hot dish. There's no noodles. Hot dish. Hot okay. dish. Well, it's a, it's a hot dish, but it's good stuff. And, and I've got my daughter. If I make a you know, it makes about a two-quart casserole dish, and uh, I'll make it and take a bowl over to her, and she'll end up coming back for more. You know, that it's it's delicious. God, yeah, that sounds good. I know. I, I can't. I, I can't wait, man. The legs are and they're really good though. Mm-hmm. We do the taco thing. We do the slow cook them all day, like you said. Pull the yep. tendons out and shred it, and then just yeah, I, I cook it in just water and like. Uh, Ortega taco seasoning, mm-hmm. which pisses Allie off because, of course, she's Miss Organic and likes to come up with her own stuff all the time. Okay. But. Why do you use water? Why don't you use like a chicken broth or something kind of like that just to add a little bit of flavor? I, I want to say I have done not an only chicken broth, but I think I've added some before. Or some of that, uh, or like Jameson, it's like it's like broth or bouillon. Mm-hmm. I'll say Jameson is whiskey, buddy. Yeah, wrong it's Irish whiskey. Wrong Jameson. No, that's the perfect Jameson. <laughs> I do mine in water too. I've never done them any other way, just hmm. because I want that. Well, we because we were just talking recently about cooking small game rabbit and squirrel, uh, and we use chicken broth cover the meat. Okay. I was actually thinking about that to get a more authentic wild game flavor. I was thinking we should probably use vegetable stock instead of chicken broth. Explain. Well, the vegetable stock would be like cooking it with carrots and mm-hmm. celery and green beans and whatnot. So you you're saying you're so, so you're saying it wouldn't be masked by a it, chicken flavor. It wouldn't be adding chicken to it. Gotcha. Yep, that 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 might work. That's not a bad idea. But water is like I mean, you can make your own broth. Well, ironically, water, but, ironically, yeah. squirrel does kind of taste like chicken anyway. Yeah, it does taste like chicken thighs. You're not wrong. Little little tree chickens. Four-legged fuzzy tree chickens, so delicious. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, maybe I'm gonna try that though. If I have, I want to say I did try like the like I said the bouillon with the turkey legs, but I yeah. bet just the chicken broth that would be or the like you said like the vegetable stock. Yeah, well, I have I have a friend who is uh, she's pescatarian, so it's like no land-based protein. She eats seafood. That's it. Mm-hmm. Anytime I make something for her, like we made. Um, Kind of sort of gumbo on Thanksgiving, and everything that I did was with vegetable stock because we couldn't find seafood stock around here, you know, southwestern Michigan. Where are you going to find seafood stock? That's not a common occurrence. Right. 
but it turned out amazing. I mean, it, it didn't have like the watered down flavor of just using water, but it wasn't a, a protein substitute either. You got all the flavor of the shrimp and the fish and whatever we had in the pot. So, I mean, it didn't really pollute the flavor of the right. meats or anything. Two of my favorite things to do with the turkey breast, though, are uh, like schnitzels. You ever do those, hmm. Chuck? Or you, you you cut them cross, cross the grain, pound them thin, pound bread them, them and fry them. I mean, that's, that always turns out pretty well. Or uh, my, my personal favorite is I'll just take uh, like a ranch, like Hidden Valley uh, dry seasoning, mm-hmm. cover the whole breast and just uh, cook it on a charcoal grill, like indirect heat, like real slow. Low and slow. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. See, I normally deep fry mine or uh, bread mine in, in like uh, frying magic or something like that. And then either deep fry them or fry them in the oven or bake them in the oven. Yeah, I've done them. In the, I mean, the oven works for sure. Mm-hmm. I, okay, man, there's something about that charcoal grill. Yeah, I would think a little so. Bit, throw a little wood chips in there with it. Yep. And now we got that smoker. So definitely looking forward to it. And, and the legs. I don't know. I've I've thought about trying to smoke those, like marinate them. Uh, so I will tell you, the two wild turkeys that I've had, they've been smoked, and you the, have to have skin on. Whole bird. Oh, whole bird skin. Whole on. bird. Whole bird. You have to have skin on, otherwise you dry it out because the smoking process takes so long, hmm. and you need to brine it. It. It tasted delicious, but it was just dry as chalk. Yeah, marinate's not what I meant to say. Brine. I'd rather, if I brined the thighs and the leg, or the, you know, yes. the drumstick, and then threw it on the, on the smoker for low and slow, I just wonder what that would do if I could pull it like that and shred it like you would like a pork shoulder. Yeah, you probably could, and I'm, you'd have to do the same thing as a pork shoulder where you, like, halfway through you wrap it. Mm-hmm. in tinfoil just to hold the moisture into it yeah because i mean unless you left the skin on which i mean that would be hard without doing the whole bird all i know is for those of you leaving the legs in the woods you're just doing yourself a huge disservice because uh-huh. that that's good meat and there's a lot of it i'll say it, you're lazy <laughs> i mean hey it's, it is what it is man. or you just don't know any better I mean, we weren't lazy. We just didn't know. That's and that's true. It took one time of trying it, and it was like, holy shit, we've been leaving these things behind? What are we thinking? You know? And yeah. It's about the first thing I go for now. Once, well, I get I the mean, breast done just because, because I, it's easier. But I feel, like, I feel like there's a group of people that don't hunt turkeys just for the fact that, well, there's not a lot of meat there anyway. Why mm-hmm. am I going to waste my time? There's a lot of meat on a turkey. There really is. I mean, the breasts themselves are big. They're a lot bigger than your – they're not like the Tyson chicken breasts you go to the store right. and buy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think there's not a lot of meat on a turkey, quit shooting hens. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you know you throw in the legs. Gosh, I mean, just I mean, uh, what would you say an average time around here would be? Chuck, twenty pounds, mm-hmm. nineteen twenty pounds. That's live weight. So, bone down meat, probably looking at five mm-hmm. five pounds ish. I guess somewhere in there. Yeah, once you take the feathers and the skin, all the guts and everything out of them. And- now imagine going to the store and purchasing five pounds of chicken. That's a pretty goddamn big package, right? Yeah, you know, that's 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 a big chunk of chicken, right? For a fifteen dollar tag and a hell of a time, I love it. Fifteen dollar tag and your base license, so you need your base license to do fishing and everything else. Or no, that's right, we had for fishing. That's right, we had only here for hunting, which is weird. But anyway, Eh, not really, because it requires hunter safety to get. True. 
So they combine that with your DNR sport card. That's right, because where they get you with the fishing licenses, they make you buy the trout stamp now. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Not if you don't fish trout or steelhead or anything like that. If there's no trout and salmon, I believe it's... No, when you buy a fishing license, it's an all-species fishing fishing license now. Did they change that? Mm-hmm. I know two or three years ago I talked to them, and the trout stamp was like five bucks or something. The mm-hmm. regular license was, I think, 20, and the, the trout stamp was like six. No. And it makes sense for them to do it like that. I mean, I think I'll, I'm just giving them shit or just making a joke, but uh, I don't think they're trying to screw anybody over. I just think there's probably a lot of people that didn't know any damn better and would catch a catch a trout or catch a steelhead. Right. And then take it home and be like, well, I have my fishing license. What's the problem? And I, I get that. that. It makes more sense. And a lot of people would go and they'd buy it and, like you said, not know any better. Mm-hmm. They were going on a charter or something, and they just said, I need my fishing license. And they got the the basic run-of-the-mill, you know, here you mm-hmm. go. And they got to the charter captain. Get to the dock, yeah. Yeah, they're like, well, you don't have a trout stamp. You can't go. Right. I could see that happening a lot. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I paid that every year anyways. <laughs> so um, your Michigan spots, Chuck. Or everywhere, I guess, around here. So your 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 pre your preseason scouting. Does, other than cams, do you do anything else? Well, you know, being retired, I've got a lot of free time that I want. Yeah. So I'll I'll be out driving them. I've got I've got I was past one the other day, and I'll drive and sit a little bit with the binoculars, just see if I see anything, see what's going on. Uh, a lot of times, I'll get up early, early in the morning. It may be. 6, 6.30, and I'll be laying there and think, yeah, I'm take a run up, and I'll jump up and run up and just park along the road and listen, hear, hear if I hear anything gobbling, you know, where they're where they're at, just kind of get a feel for what's up there and what's going on with it. But I got a question while we're on the subject uh, for listening for gobbles. So, like, preseason calling for scouting purposes to get gobbles, is that a bad idea? That's a bad idea. Because they'll, they'll wise up, yeah? You educate them, yeah, because they hear you calling – you know, once season starts, they think you're hen. Well, preseason, they hear that. Well, they don't know season's not open. All they know is they hear hen. And they come in, and 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 there's a theory that they'll come in, they'll come in once or twice and not see hen, and the next time they'll quit coming in. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So I, I don't preseason call at all. Just I, I, I struggled with that because I'm like, man, it makes sense that they would wise up like anything mm-hmm. else. You do, you, right. you educate them, but at the same time, they seem like such a damn dumb bird. Well, I don't think they, I, I don't think they quit coming in in the spring because uh, they hear a call and say, "Oh, that's a that's a hunter scouting me." I think they come in a number of times, don't see him, and finally get to, "Oh, no. hell, I'm not going to bother going over there. There's no nothing there," you know. But they get smart. I, I think they're smarter. People give them credit for. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just. I guess I was questioning their memory. I think that's the <laughs> yeah. difference between ignorance and stupidity. Like everyone always says, you can trap a turkey by digging a hole into the ground and putting corn down at the bottom. They're too stupid to back out. Well, they've never seen it before. They see that mm-hmm. three, four times. They learn. They're no longer ignorant. They're not dumb. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and thinking about it right now, just you know, the dogs. If there's turkeys right here by the house, you know. If the dog will chase him out, we won't see him again for a while, you know. And then they'll keep coming back as long as nobody bugs them. So yeah, I guess, I guess they would definitely wise up. Yeah. But it was a struggle not to bust out the call today because I mean, it just seemed like everywhere I went, there was turkeys everywhere. Just to see how they'd react. Oh yeah, I, I, you you hear them. 
you know, I, I heard a couple gobbles today, and then I, I yeah, I don't know if we caught it on camera or on mic, but uh, earlier today across the road here, uh, I saw a large tom with a just a paintbrush of a of a beard, just it just gets you fired up, man. And he was you know trying to follow his harem and keep keep all his hens. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just cool to watch, man. They're an interesting bird, I think. I've got a friend of mine. He had four come up on her back porch. She lives in the woods. Four come up on her back porch about two months ago. And there's only two of them coming now, but they still, it snowed the other day. All of a sudden, she got up that morning. They were both standing out underneath the bird feeder waiting for her to come out and feed them. And she'll get fairly close to them, and they don't run. And she always goes, well, they're not scared. <laughs> Try hunting them sometime, you know. And it's right. crazy the difference between a bird in a residential area next to a deck under a bird yes. feeder and one out, like, in a bean field next yeah. to a tree line. Yep. And that, you know, so going back to the bow thing, mm-hmm. you know, so I was kind of dead set on hunting them with a bow this year until mm-hmm. you said what you said because that was kind of the same thought process I had, thought process I had beforehand was – Man, I don't I don't want to wound one. I don't want to miss one, definitely. And 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 the thing I got to keep reminding myself is every season in my head I'm like, shit, it's turkey season. You know, I'm going to shoot one the first day. It oh, you almost play it like it's easy. It's a it's a blast. Mm-hmm. But you, but you forget how that it's tough. I mean, you're 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 reversing nature. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you're you're trying to bring the time to you when it's supposed to be the opposite. Sure. And what you don't believe me? I feel like the tom comes to the hen all the time. Nope. No? Nope. That's why they'll lock up, and that's why they'll sit there. If if you've got – I learned this the hard way about three, maybe four years ago up in Michigan. I'm sitting in the woods, sitting up against a tree, and I've got a tom about maybe 200 yards down. And he gobbles. I perp, 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 yelp back at him. A couple minutes later, he gobbles. I yelp back. We played that game for an hour. And I finally said, screw it, and gave up on him. And then I get home and I get kind of researching and looking at it. Well, once he calls, he thinks you're coming to him. And it takes a hell of a lot of calling before he finally gives up and thinks. And he's got to be all by himself and ready for a girlfriend before he'll come down and walk to you. Well, that's why they say huh. that that midday, mm-hmm. uh, like between 11 and 1, is supposed to be like the best time because, of the you know, they come off the roost. They're, they're chasing the hens around. The flock kind of breaks up about that time, and that's when they get really easy to call because they're kind of they're looking for them. They breed all those females. The females all go off to their nests, and all of a sudden, the tom's standing in the field and he's looking on. Where'd everybody go? You know, well, all of a sudden, he hears her, 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 back in the woods, and ah, oh, there's one. There's a girl. They know go looking for her. Hmm. Sounds like the uh, the ladies in Baroda could take a little hint from the turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not Baroda. Related to too many you. Yeah, I, we'll I swear. No matter. That. Yeah, like we'll, we'll go out somewhere, or be talking about somebody with a group of people, and it's like everybody that comes up in the conversation, Typekey's related to somehow. Like, yep, that's my cousin. It's like he's got to do a, a background check and a do the uh, what's the ancestry dot com mm-hmm. before he takes anybody on a date. Why do you think I've been single for five years, Brent? <sighs> you don't want me to answer that question, Typekey. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm picky. Anywho, I do want you, I do want you to answer that. <laughs> we'll answer that not on the podcast though. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so we are forty minutes in, 
And I, I am just, I'm excited as hell. And A, because I want to ask you about what we talked about earlier. So I feel like we got to get these questions out of the way. Okay. But I, th- I feel like it's time for Stump Type Key. This right. time, so this is, I feel like it's, yeah, only the second time we've played. So uh, the last time I came up with five original questions of uh, a specific topic, which last time it was small game. And I asked Typekey five questions. You've got you got three out of five last time, so you were yes. dubbed not stumped. You you threw in geography, so you know that was cheating, but whatever. Right, you did make me look like a fool with that ferret question, though. So, but this time I thought it would be fun if fair we fair. since we're doing turkeys and Chuck is I consider somewhat of a turkey hunting. Yeah. Maybe not expert, but at least no, a specialist. Not expert. <laughs> um, I figured it would be cool for him to come up with five questions. I have a lack of knowledge on turkeys as well. I have not been an avid turkey hunter, so. I feel like this is where we tie the game. Nice. He's formal and everything. Got the paper out, printed, stump type key, big bold letters right in the I mean, top. I'm going to not look at the questions so I can't cheat. <laughs> All right, Chuck, take her away. All right, number one. The oscillated turkey of Mexico has a much higher pitched gobble than turkeys in America. True or false? False. Why? Their gobble is quieter. They're the quietest turkey. They don't gobble. Oh. They've got like a... Like a a purr almost? Is the noise they make. Uh... Not like a purr. I'll pull one up on my phone in a little or, bit. Or almost like a grouse is kind I, of what I, I mean. Yeah, I, very I, similar to a grouse. Okay. I, I knew they were the, the quietest, like they didn't have like a strong gobble. Yeah. They don't. Uh, I didn't know it was a purr. Yep. The The other day we said, well, no, it's not. It's not it is more like a grouse. More like a. Th- 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 like a, th- th- a drumming. Yes. Okay. Uh, the, the bird I got last week down there, we're sitting in a blind on the edge of a sorghum field and. We're sitting there and sitting there, and the guide about every – now, they play their calls much more frequently than they do. He played a call. We had decoys out. Played a call about every two minutes. And that bird came around a corner, and I saw him, and he turned around and went back, never made a sound, came up a row of sorghum till he was about, I don't know, 20 yards away from us and walked out on this two-track that we were set up on out to the decoy. Never made a sound the entire time. Never made a sound the whole morning. <laughs> we never. I never heard a bird, and uh, we hunted – Three full days. I never heard a bird. I'd give up. And the only thing the hens do is they do this. So what the hell makes them a turkey then? Because they don't look it. They look more like a damn peacock well, than a turkey. They don't sound like a turkey. Bullshit. They don't look like a peacock. They look more like a peacock colorful. than they do a turkey almost, just based on the color. But they used to do you be know, not are we talking, a turkey. Do you know what we're talking about, Taiki? I feel like the pictures I've seen are not accurate. I think you're thinking of oscillated, or no. you're you're thinking of Osceola. No, oscillated. They they're like green and blue, and they look weird as shit. Okay, I've only ever seen the tail fan. I've never seen that they're like actually green turkeys. Yeah, they're I'm definitely strange. Him. Green, and he's got blue or brown and white on the wings. And that's and that's, that's a cool that that bird. that that grip and grin right there, how it's laid down and fanned yeah. out like you would normally hold the turkey. That's the most turkey-ish or pi- turkey-esque picture I've ever seen of one of those. Because mm-hmm. nor- when like when they're on on their feet, they look really weird. 
I'll, <laughs> I'll take your word. I have, I, apparently, I haven't seen the appropriate. But, but that's that. My, so my I got my question is: what the hell makes them a turkey subspecies? That's what I don't get because they don't they don't gobble. They don't at, look like at one. At one time, they weren't considered a turkey. And then through I mean, they do look like a turkey, said, though. Oh, it's a turkey. They look like a turkey. They're just a colorful turkey. So what were they? You said they weren't, at one point, they were not considered They a were turkey. considered a uh, species of their own. Oh, really? They weren't mm-hmm. even like a, like, like a grouse? Or like a peacock or a grouse or anything? No, they were a species into what I'm looking for. Uh, but of their own. They weren't. They were there. They had no no relatives. Interesting. Do, do you, off the top of your head, by chance, happen to know about when that changed? I don't know. No, I have no idea. That's crazy, though. Okay, back to the quiz. Sorry, I digress. All right. Oh, so, okay. Typekey, are we giving that one to Typekey? By the way, does he get a? Yeah, we'll give it to him. It was it was he had help on it, but we'll give him that one. He did get it right. All right, Typekey one, Chuck zero. <laughs> okay, the Gould's turkey is primarily found in the jungles of southern Mexico. True or false? He could repeat in southern Mexico? Me- in Mexico. False. What's the answer? Or why? Repeat the question one more, Chuck, even for the listeners. The Gould's too. turkey is primarily found in the jungles of Mexico. You can shoot it in more than Mexico. You don't have to go to Mexico to shoot a Gould's. Okay. It is true. It is false. But it's it's primarily a bird of the mountains. They don't They don't live anywhere near the jungles. Okay, I knew you could get them in Mexico, but like in the, the hills, high, I, you high can get them in Arizona too, can't you? Yeah, if you get drawn for a tag, but that's hard to do. Okay, but, but they're all uh, Arizona. They're hunting them in ten thousand feet up. Okay, okay, yeah. I hunted last year down in Mexico. We hunted in the Sierra Madres, and I don't know how how high up that is, but it's got to be nine or ten. Now, now Damn, Gould, hike. Gould's and Miriam look about the same. Mm-hmm. Have about the same habitat. Yep. Mountainous. What? What? What is the? There's got to be some extremely subtle differences between the two, right? Vocalization. Uh, but earlier we were talking, it sounded like the ones in the U.S. are pretty much all the same. I'm not a turkey expert, Brent. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty similar. Yeah, I'm they're just, just found in different areas. So is it like an imaginary line thing? Like across this line, it's called this. No. This line is called that. No. No. I I can't tell you which one it is, but one of them has a lot more white on the feathers than the other. The gold's got more white. I think you're talking about uh, Osceola right down in Florida because that's a weird one, right? Osceola's got black wings. I I thought that was where there was like a weird line in Florida where it was like... Here they're Easterns, here they're Osceolas. Osceola they are, or uh, Florida they are, but you can tell the two of them apart. That Eastern's got, uh, is a little bit bigger, has got real white barred feathers on the wing. Excuse me. And I've got an Osceola at home. I don't know if I've got a picture of him or not. And you can tell his his wings are real, real black compared to the compared to the Eastern. Okay. Miriams are my favorite, I think. They just that white strip on the outside of that fan. Yeah. Gorgeous. Until you see ghouls. Until I see the ghouls. <laughs> I, I've got a ghoul that should be back from the taxidermist. Uh, I think he said the end of March. He said the ghouls have more white. Yeah. That's, that's, I knew one of them had more white on them than the other, but I wasn't sure gotcha. which. I did do a little bit of looking at 
subspecies of turkey pictures, so yeah, I'm Ty- trying not to come into this like completely ignorant. Yeah, Tyfke asked me today. He's like, "So are we are we doing stump Tyfke again today?" I'm like, "Yeah." What subjects? Okay, that's my awesome. Turkey. You can tell how dark his wings are. How much black? Oh yeah, on him. that whole bird's oh, yeah. almost yeah. black. Yeah. yeah, very dark compared to you guys have seen in eastern. Easterns are like almost all brown. I know. I need to get a fan in here somewhere. I got. Well, yeah, if you wouldn't have gave the fan to your dad for a Christmas present. For a present, really shitty Christmas yeah, present. Right? Did you? Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was my, it was my Frankenstein turkey mount. So it was. See, and that's my Eastern from last fall, and you can see the white on the feathers on the wings. Yep. You can tell how much, how much difference there is. All right, so we got Taiki 2. Okay. Uh, two out of five three. so far. The easy, easiest way to tell the age of a turkey is by spur length. True or false? True. That's false. Ooh, really? People think it is, but it's not. About the only way you can accurately age a turkey is by doing blood testing and like that. You can't tell by the size of the fan, can't tell by the size of the bird or the weight of the bird. You can assume it's an older bird if it's got a long spur, but keep in mind a lot of those, a lot of species like the like the Rio Grandes and, or the Miriams actually are up in rocky habitat where they beat those spurs off. So... I was not arguing. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I was thinking. Yeah, on, you're wrong. I was thinking on the <laughs> easterns. the The chart I found for the easy aging mm-hmm. was half inch is Jake, half inch and under is a Jake, and then one to one and a half is a one and a half to two and a half year old bird, and then like up to two and a half inch spurs was like a five year old bird. And that's wrong. Now, you can assume if it's got a nub, it's a jake, but you can also look at the length of the beard, and they've got that little nub, so you know it's right. a jake. But once he gets past that, and you can kind of assume, uh, you can kind of assume, but again, we're assuming. Right. So it's like a rule of thumb kind of thing? Like You can use, a, you can use, a, rule, use a rule of thumb, but it's not accurate. It's not, you know, if you, if you were in a court of law, somebody would toast you pretty quick. Goes to show everything you find on the internet is not true. No. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of people talk about you well, know I got I got this three year old bird on cam or I got this four year old bird on cam. Yeah. And, and in my head, I'm like, even when people say that about deer, I really question if they honestly know what they're even talking about. You, you know? can say it's a Jake or it's a it's a mature bird, and and normally speaking, a two year old is going to have spurs, you know, three quarters of an inch. And you can just kind of tell just by their look, the way they act, that it's a younger bird. And you can tell it's not a jake by, you know, the beard length and some of that stuff. But but he could be an older bird. He could be a five-year-old bird and look like that. Hmm. So real quick while we're on the subject, you want to explain what a jake and a half is? Because I didn't know until you told me what I shot uh, two years ago. Jake and a half. <laughs> a jake and a half is a jake that was born... Early or late? Early last year. And he hasn't molted yet. So he's still a Jake. He's still got that crazy tail, but he may have a long beard. So like in the fall, that's a little bit more common, right? I uh, not assume. necessarily. Because uh, that's when I shot mine. Well, no. I take that back. Yes. That, that's when I, I got mine too. I got one up in Michigan. And it, and it was one. And I'm not terribly familiar with them. When I got it, I sent a picture to one of my call makers, to, to Marlon Watkins, and said, 
the hell is this? And he said, it's what we call a Jake and a half. It's a, it's a Jake from last year that hasn't molted out of his, out of his Jake feathers yet. Yeah. Cause the one I shot, I can't remember the, the beard length, but it was one of the doubles. And it, it I would assume was going to be an absolute beast the next year. And so I was excited and kind of bummed at the same time, but sure. fall bird shot so. the good genetics. I mean, I don't, does that, here we go. We should finish the questions. Okay. First. We'll get in the genetics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, number four, who, which of these people was a proponent of making the wild turkey our national bird instead of the bald eagle? A, George Washington, B, Thomas Jefferson, C, Ben Franklin. Well, this is um, this is cheating because I thought the bald eagle was our national bird, but I am going to say Thomas Jefferson. No, this the national the bald eagle is our national bird, but this guy wanted to make the turkey our, our national bird. Oh, okay. Before okay. the bald eagle, and they were sitting there going. Hey, what are we going to make for a national bird? This guy said, well, I think here's what we ought to have. And who were the three? George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Ben Franklin. George Washington. Okay. He's wrong. Do you know what it is? Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. He wrote that big, long, extensive letter. Yeah. Because because bald eagles eat carrion. And right there was a bunch of other I don't know what his reason was. Just that he said, oh, it should be the... uh, uh, wild turkey because it's so regal and it's this and that. But I, but that's one of those little known little known things that it's like, oh wow, Ben Franklin. Yeah, it, very interesting because what what stands out to me about that. So why don't we have a turkey on the hundred dollar bill? Right, that'd have been awesome. But what stood out to me wasn't so much why the turkey should be on there, but why he said the bald eagle shouldn't be. And like a lot of it was just because it's you know it can get ran off by. Sparrows, it could, you know, it eats carrion, it's a scavenger, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's all kind of true. That sucks. Mm-hmm. So, question. So, Taiki, that is, man, we're all tied up. This is it right here. We're at full count. These were pretty much true or false, too. I'm feeling bad. Hey, you're faring pretty well. I really thought you were going to get that last one, though. Okay, number five. A turkey can have up to how many beards? A. One, B two, C ten, D thirteen, or E eighteen. I didn't know there was a limit. I want to say you're. I mean, I know it's more than two because I've shot a triple beard, but I. Was you said ten was one of the options? Yeah, I'm gonna take ten as a stab in the dark. Okay, very good. You're wrong. It's, thir- it's thirteen, according to the National Wild Turkey Federation. Records. Thirteen. All right, Tyfke. I got mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of two beards. Out of th- two out of that two out of five, brother. That's a lot of beards. By, where did I? Dang, I thought I had it on here. It was shot by like some thirteen-year-old kid or fourteen-year-old kid out in Pennsylvania hunting with his dad. And it just, those things were just one, two, three, four, five, right on down the line. And technically, it could be just one tiny little strand, right? Yeah. I shot New York the second year I hunt out there. I got a bird. 
full full grown adult. He was strutting, nice big fan and everything. Had a beard that long. Here, the whole end of it, from here on down, had froze off. Is that what like so? You you get like that white. Uh, well, they can get beard rot too. Well, so I I've shot turkeys before. They have the the beard's all there, but it'll be like half of it. Like it won't be as thick to make it. You know what I mean? Like, That's probably beard rot. Yeah, like the bottom half of half of the beard fell off. I've never seen that. I don't know. And then there'll be like a like a white. God, I wish I had a beard laying around here because I, I know I have some with it on there. Actually, it's it, I think it's fairly common. It just could be, I, I didn't know if it was because it froze off or, or rot. I always assumed it was rot. See, this thing was real thick on the end. It was a weird weird looking bird or weird looking beard because it was kind of wispy at the top. And then all of a sudden it got real big, and then it was gone. It was done. And and the guy I was hunting with said, no. It, How long it, did you say that was? It was probably four inches long. It was a couple of years ago. Just. Yeah. A little paintbrush. I'd say an actual little, little yeah. paintbrush. Yeah. I do have a bonus question for you here, so you can't tie it up. Ooh. The record for the heaviest wild turkey on record is A, 27 and a half pounds, B, 32.4 pounds, C, 37.6 pounds, and D, 38.7 pounds. I'm going to go with D. Okay. You're wrong. Let's see, 37.6 pounds. <clears throat> it's off by less than, a, just over a pound. Off by just over a pound. 37 pounds. But you're still wrong. Yep. <laughs> Lyon County, Kentucky, 2015. Wow. That's a big bird. That is huge. And, I, the, and the guy had previously shot one that was like 35 pounds on the property. It doesn't count if it's farm-raised. That, that's the first thing when I saw it. <laughs> Whoa. Does this thing let him out of the pen? I'm going to shoot him. Full circle. That comes back to the genetics thing, right? I mean, so yeah. apparently that matters. Well, just deer the same way. I mean, I don't deer hunt, but I, but I know you know, guys go to Kansas because they, they know they're going to get a big buck because that's the mm-hmm. genetics. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess the whole stress thing when they're in the egg is, you know, because they were talking about the, Josh was talking about the does, you know, when they're pregnant and you got to make sure they're yeah, they're I not mean, stressed and they're, I but feel it's like all, if it's in an egg, you can't really be cause, stressed because it's out of the mother at that point. Mm. So you're not getting the hormones from the stress and whatnot. Once, oh, once it's I, in I, the egg, it's like, Keep yeah. it warm. That's it. <laughs> I was thinking like a mother in a human. They say, well, don't stress the mom because it goes through the baby. But half the egg's already laid. <coughs> yeah. Once it's already laid, I think the stress is out the window. Then it's just a matter of like how warm it is or how cold it is. Mm-hmm. If they're like chickens, temperature depends on what sex it comes out. But So I have two questions that I came up with. If you would like the... If you just keep here, making type, he looks stupid. No, here, here, here you go. So you've, you've, I mean, you lost. Yeah, two to four. You, you got stumped today, Typekey. So what I was thinking, I think I only got two of them. I I'm told thinking, you I wasn't a wild turkey uh, expert. Just thinking if I could pull them up real quick, maybe we could throw them at our guest. Oh, oh, that's an easy one. I can't do that. Actually, nope. Because one was a Ben Franklin question, which we've already done. <laughs> and the other one was, I was going to have you name all 
all the subspecies. Hmm. Me or him? Yeah, you, you can you do it? You think? I think I can do five of them. I don't know. Let's see. No. Eastern Merriam Goulds Oscillated Osceola. Damn it! There's one more. I already said Goulds, didn't I? Think so. What am I missing, Chuck? There's a river by the same name. I'll give you that. You I'm going to tell you this. It's the same one that I always forget about. Always. Whenever we do this or I get asked about it, I always forget about this one. Rio Grande. Very good. Nice. Thank good you for the tip. I appreciate the tip. <laughs> that helped me a lot. <laughs> right. But that's for some reason... I'm glad I'm not the only one. For some reason, that turkey, I'm just like, I don't know. They don't exist. Right. It's not a thing. You're not as cool as the others, I suppose. It's a Merriam, I swear. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we can wrap this up whenever. Uh, I, I don't really got a whole lot else to, to ask. You got anything you want to add, Chuck? Nope. Nothing at all. Thanks for having me. Always a good time. We appreciate you coming out. Yes, sir. All right, I guess that's it. All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. All right, everybody, that is a wrap. Uh, So feel free to share this episode on any and all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, the works. Next week, we might or might not have Ben from On Point Guide Service in here to talk some fishing. Uh, We got Brandon, how do you say his last name? I believe it's Sarik. Sarik who owns Boss Shot Shells, a local uh, ammunition maker here in Bridgman. So that'll be cool. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff lined up for you, so definitely keep your ears to the ground for that. And as always, all music and artwork is done by the Shane Yoder from PutThemInASong.com and the Root No Podcast. All editing, is, all editing is done by me, Brent Ruff. And that's it, Type. You're right. I didn't forget nothing this time, did I? Nope. I think you nailed it, bud. Right on. All right. We'll holler at you guys next time. Say bye, Typekey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.